Like it wasn't like I just became this guy who was up a few hundred percents on like so many cryptos that I own, but it's like, I just, I just slowly got more and more invested, learned more and more and more. And over those four years, like, again, like you said, it took a long time for it to kind of consolidate and, and, and mature and shake everybody out. And over those, that gave you plenty of time if you were invested or even wanted to learn to really get the knowledge and be in it. And it's still not too late. Like, you know, the best time to start is today. Yep. Um, the last thing you want to regret is not doing it today because you think Bitcoin's too high or Bitcoin's this or Bitcoin's that. And in, in a year or two from now, it's over 100K or it's being used to buy, you know, anything you want or at any store you want. Like it's, it's growing, it's maturing and to not at least take a chance at looking at what it might do or what it could do, I think is the biggest mistake. At least be open-minded to it. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. The Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Here are your hosts, Tim Bowen and Stephen Johnson. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, everyone. I am Tim Bowen, back with, um, well, not back with, but we've got Kyle Williams here today. So just a little bit of an introduction. We are pivoting a little bit with the Steady Trade Podcast. So we've done a lot of cool stuff through the years. I always look back on, on season one. We, you know, we, we've actually pivoted several times because we're always trying to evolve and change and, and do what's you know, best or, or most helpful to you, the listener, you know, I think back to season one and, and we actually had seasons in the beginning where we would work through an agenda and we kind of went through the basics of penny stocking and you know how to build a watch list and still very, very proud of that. So if you go back, especially if you're new, go back to that season one and check that out. It's really a great way. You know, again, the beauty of podcasts is if you're on the treadmill, you're commuting or hey, I always say, I won't tell your boss if you're listening at work, you know, just do it. I won't tell him, but you know, you can actually learn this stuff and not have to be as visual, you know, as obviously I hope you're not driving and watching YouTube like Roland Wolf used to do, et cetera. But, but that's a great thing. And, you know, and we've gone through doing a lot of interviews through the years, we've done book reviews. So again, I'm really fond of the Steady Trade podcast, but the latest pivot, what we're going to start trying to do is, is people who have been asking to be kind of more, um, you know, topical, more in the now. So we've got an amazing network of traders with the, with stocks to trade with the Steady Trade team. Obviously, Kyle is here today. You know, Jack, Matt, Bryce, Tim Sykes. You know, uh, all the people in the community. So what we're going to do is we're going to start kind of, and this is an experiment. So as always, please give us a comment. Let us know if you like this. But we're kind of kind of like pick a topic, you know, a topic du jour. Today we're talking crypto as well as Kyle's trading, as well as Kyle's been doing some charity work, et cetera. So we're kind of pivoting on these topics of the day with the opinions of, of, of the trader of the day. So again, we've got Kyle, Kyle here. Most of you, I'm sure, are familiar with him. You can check him out, Trader Kyle C on Twitter, I believe. Hopefully, if not, they'll link it below if I if I spoke that wrong. And uh most of you might notice Steven's not here, oddly enough. Just real quick before we get started, I know I know I like to pick on Steven uh, about many things, but no BS. Um, he's actually on an ayahuasca trip right now, of all the things. 
Stephen needs in his life. <laughs> I, I don't know, good or bad. I've heard a lot of good about ayahuasca, but with Stephen's personality, I don't know. I hope it all ends up, you know, he's in the mountains of Mexico somewhere. I hope he makes it back. Maybe I'll need you as a new host, Kyle. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it, I, I mean, you know, it kind of dates me, but I'm a big fan of like Apocalypse Now. I could kind of see Stephen being like Colonel Kurtz and just like never coming out of the jungle again would not surprise me. <laughs> but that, that being said, welcome, Kyle. How's it going, man? Thank you. Thank you. Good, good. It's good to be back. I mean, I, I think the last time I was on was with Jack and Andrew, which I mean, I think had to be at least a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or so, I mean, yeah. a year ago, but it's been a while. But see, it feels like it was only two months ago. So it's, it's good to be back. It's cool to have me on again. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a bummer. Like, yeah, yeah. The last time, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I guess it's just the new normal of zoom, you know, last time I saw you in person was two years ago, I think at the conference, yeah. but, yeah, uh, crazy. but I guess it, it is what it is. And so that being said, you know, you know, what's uh, you know, one of the big points of, of the update is, you know, what's, what have you been, how's your trading been going? What's been working for you? You know, a lot of people on the podcast, you know, they want to learn setups. They want to know what to look for. So kind of what is and what isn't working for you right now? And, and what are you, you know, what are you focusing on, I guess? Um, so, so recently the last September and August, I've talked about this in my, my YouTube recap videos. Um, but it's, it reminds me of 2019 where like this market, we got had a huge, huge hot market in January and February, probably the hottest we've ever seen. And then we kind of needed a cool off. So it made sense that this September and August weren't, they weren't slow as, as slow as 2019. But they certainly were like a cool down, right? A lot of I saw a lot of traders losing, a lot of traders were red, um, a lot of traders were taking off. Uh, and so for me, being primarily OTC, that didn't really work too well. There were a lot of OTC traders I saw were red, a lot of breakouts weren't working, a lot of first green days weren't working, um, certainly a lot, of, a lot of dip buys weren't working. And so most of my profits in August and September were from listed stocks. Okay. Um, I mean, CEI being one of the huge runners that's kind of made my last month or so, at least at least a good portion of it. Um, so, and I think, I think that will bring momentum as we hit into winter, um, but listed stocks for me have been much more dominant, um, in terms of not necessarily lump on the long side, but me being a short bias trader, um, have been, have been useful for me to stay profitable. Now, you know, something that a lot of people may or may not be familiar with, but, you know, I always talk of, and I think everyone does, but, you know, OTCs come and go. You know, and, I mean, I mean, that is just the nature of, I think, you know, obviously we appeal to the newer trader. That's why they're listening to the podcast. So I think a lot of people freak out because they, they think it's over. I mean, I think go, you know, going back, I've, I've been in this game 15 years and I remember 15 years ago, oh, OTCs are over. It's done, you know? So, so to those people that have done very well back in the summer and the spring, you know, talk to that a little bit and, and, you know, maybe calm them down or, or, or explain, you know, a little bit of that, the seasonality, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 I resonate with that so much. Cause I, I was there in 2019. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, penning dip buys were like my primary long setup. I loved them. That's what got me profitable. And 2019, I think for like a three or four month stretch, they didn't even show up. Like yeah. forget about the setup, not working. They weren't even there. Uh, and so I had the same thought of like, will I need to adapt? Like, how will I need to adapt? Will I ever see a panic dip buy again? And come 2020 and early 2021, um, I mean, I crossed a million dollars in profits with a panic dip buy. So like it, <laughs> seasonality, like the pull it full circle, like seasonality happens, um, set up certain setups will come and go, but just right, right. You've been doing it for 15 years. I've been doing it for five. You know, I hope to keep doing it. I hope to love to say I've been doing it for 15. Um, 
I've seen it. The seasons come and go. Um, the best thing you could do is hang tight, respect, or, you know, protect yourself, um, manage your risk and just stay in the game until your setups come back. Um, of course you can do a little adapting. It's, it doesn't ever hurts to try to learn and adapt to new setups that are in that other season that you may not be good at. Um, but don't, yeah, don't freak out that like your good setup won't come back. Um, there's good odds. It actually will. You just got to stick around and stay in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that's, you know, again, like even like this week, you know, I, I think, you know, so we'll probably, I'm sure we'll talk about CEI, you know, I go it, 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 back to how quickly things change. You know, I go back to last week, last week and, and even up to that, you know, create, you know, my focus is listed stocks, you know, just low float NASDAQ stocks, you know, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy, crazy stuff all over the place. Can't even watch everything. Then the bubble bursts on CEI and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, this week for me has been like paint dry. And I'm like, we got yeah, yeah. Grom, Grom's a decent, you know, low float NASDAQ, but, mm-hmm. but last few days, it's just like, man, there is, just, and, and you're like yesterday, I spent six hours waiting for BTBT, that stupid crypto related <laughs> stock that I hate, but it's like, it was the only thing there. I mean, again, for me, you know, speaking of you being more, you know, I, you're way more OTC, I'm more listed NASDAQ. You know, so for me, like, I'm like, oh God, I'm like, BTBT is the best thing I got. And then that thing just sits there at 12 for literally six hours at 12. I mean, I I was, I was in the chat and I'm like, just die. At that point, I was like, would this stupid thing just die? Cause I want to like walk away and it just Mm -hmm. sat there sideways. But that's what happens when, you know, you've got, you know, I've called CEI quote unquote, one of the best pump and dumps in recent rent memory, you know, mm-hmm. last year or so that thing is epic. And then that bubble bursts. And, and if you're listening today is uh, October Seven. 7th, yeah. October 7th, 2021. The, 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 the run ended two days ago, stock was already had three, four days in a row. The momentum was over. Then Caresdale capital drops a hit piece and, and completely cut its head off at that yeah. point. So then when, when that happens, everybody gets scared. And, you know, you think about some of the recent rumor, you know, the recent movers, they're all these Twitter pumps, whether it be the BBIGs or the, or the DATs or, or um, uh, wish and, you know, and all the mm-hmm. BMRA yep. and all these. So people get scared and then it dries up. But the, the nice thing about having experience, I'm not worried. They'll, they'll come back, especially, you know, here, here goes Grom. Grom's pushing new high a day. That's the beauty of stocks. If Grom does something wild, everyone's going to forget. Everyone's going right. to forget CEI and it'll all come back. So, yep. Yep. so talk a little bit about CEI. You know, again, I, uh, you know, incredible, you know, that, you know, I, I look back at like, I mean, it had little bitty red days, but like 30 green days in a row or something yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so talk about CEI, how'd you trade it, you know, and, and, and ultimately, you know, what can the listener look for, you know, for the next CEI or something? Mm-hmm. Like um, so I guess perspectively on the, on the, on the, pers- on the spectrum of how good or bad you can do it. I, I have to say I did pretty well considering I was green on it every day. Nice. Um, for how, I guess, maybe I think the standards I have for myself, I would say a lot of missed opportunity on my part only because, you know, because I've, I've been in, in this game long enough to know what, what setups of mine are like my favorite, what are my A++ setups? From a short perspective, you know, when the time is right, not too early, but when the time is right, CEI is, is up there, like the top of the top. Um, 
And I knew that. And so because I kind of knew that it, it almost hurt me a bit where I tried to push size, I tried to accept bigger risks and I did okay with that. But it was almost a routine for like three or four days in a row where in the morning I'd go really big size, I'd take a loss and the next day, or then later in the day it would show up an opportunity and I'd pretty much make that loss back and then up a few hundred or a few thousand. So like my risk reward, I mean, yes, I was green, but risk reward wise, I, it was like one-to-one -one or 1.3 to one. Like I was just getting over the loss after in the afternoon where it's like, if I just had taken a more conservative size, if I had just kind of wasn't so aggressive in the beginning, because, because I was so aggressive in the, in the morning, I wasn't as aggressive in the afternoon. So even the lesser, smaller, aggressive size in the afternoon still brought me back green. I just reflected off like, if I just was more patient with it, um, a little more, not so like want to just knock it out of the park right away. Um, could have been much more greener, much more in control. Um, and like I said, I was green every day, but even on the, the huge dump day, uh, I mean, I was in shock. I, I, I covered in like the two eighties right. <laughs> um, and was like, and I saw that bounce and I was like, maybe I should be short. I, maybe I know, I don't really know. And then the hit piece comes and just, just destruction. I was like, I couldn't believe it, but that's, that's how some of these go. And that's the, totally what CEI did. Yeah. And I mean, it's like that, that's the bummer, you know, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher the saying, but you know, it's like when stuff like that happens and again, I'll, I'll butcher this, I'll, I apologize, but it's like when something like that happens, you you never have enough size, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I think of like, you know, the classic, like everyone thinks of like the Tim Gratani fan. And, and that's probably where the quote came, comes from. It's probably like when Tim Gratani was talking about the Fannie Mae meltdown and, mm -hmm. and CEI was like a lot like that. It's like, you know, that's the only bummer about, you know, you know, trying, trying, and trying. Then when it happens, you know, and, and I mean, listen, if you had a billion shares short, <laughs> it wouldn't be enough because you could, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that that's the beauty of when those things happen, but right. Right. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, um, my favorite, and I wanted to bring this up on the quote uh, on the podcast. There's a, we'll probably try and link it, but, uh, I'll probably pronounce it wrong, but Mauxian, M-A-O-X-I-A-N on Twitter. He's been around yeah. forever. I followed that guy for like 15 years. And, you know, there's this been this debate on CEI and, you know, I won't get into the whole Twitter pumper thing, but, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, it, it was the biggest Twitter pump I've seen, you know, specifically on Twitter, maybe ever, you know, you know, cause yeah. we, we yeah. kind of, you know, obviously we've evolved. It used to be, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the fax machine pumping dumps. Okay. That's how <laughs> old I am. Hard copy mailers. I, I remember those days. But, you know, now it now it's Twitter. And um, the tweet by Mauxian was, you know, Tim Gertani was basically calling the collapse on CEA, a uh, CEI a couple of days in advance. And he mm. says, he's like, who are you going to believe? The guy who's made 15 million shorting junk stocks or the guy with the neck tattoos? And I'm like, <laughs> man, that, that's a pretty good quote right there. And then the next day it completely gets destroyed. So right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> So, you know, back to that, like, you know, with, with CEI, I mean, you know, in your opinion, you know, how do you, uh, yeah, I mean, do you think this will bring an end to the Twitter bump or, 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 you know, is this, you know, is this, is just this the new normal and, you know, and again, how do you spot the next one, you know, in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I, I thought about this in a way of that because it was such a good Twitter pump. I thought to myself, like, this has been so successful. The next Twitter pump will be massive. Right. But within with such a harsh ending as we just talked about, like I mean, CI down, CI was down sixty percent. Um, with such a harsh ending, all the people who I think 
could have, should have, or would have made money if it had a, such a, not, not so much of a harsher of a, of a downtrend. You know, usually I feel like, I feel like the waves continue when everyone who's making money just throws new money in. Which, so like, which these guys had a good run, you know, as, right. as much as, as much as I don't like what they do. And as much as I would never, they had a good run, man, yeah. you know, until this, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you look at their track record, it's like, they, they, they were, you know, and, and that's the way it goes. I mean, you know, it right. works until it doesn't, as we like to say, but yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I was thinking of like the money kind of compounds itself between people. And so I thought to myself, like after such a harsh pull like this, I don't know if it'll compound right this time. I'm sure, uh, you know, I don't think a Twitter pump or a, or a supernova or the hype will ever end. Like there'll be a new sector comes around, um, but it might, it might take a time to cool down. I might need new people to refresh in the market, new traders to join certain rooms and certain Twitter accounts and followings and, you know, how the, just the market regurgitates and, and it consolidates through people, not just stocks right. before the next kind of hot thing comes around, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I always try and be Mr. Positivity, but you know, one of the biggest, you know, and, and it's, and it's a, it's a good thing for us. I mean, listen, I, you know, I traded it on the front side, you traded on the back side. you know, we know, I mean, I mean, I remember, you know, again, a month ago, I'm like, listen, this, this is the worst stock in the world, but we know what is happening here. I mean, there is opportunity to day trade this thing on the long side. Don't hold overnight. Okay. If it reverses, don't stay in it, but you know, and, and it proceeds to go from 30 cents to, you know, 480 or whatever. But um, you know, the it's a double-edged sword. I just think with social media, it's just, it, it's created just this between, you know, the, the thoughts you know, the, and, and, and the, uh, you know, in the, in the unrealistic expectations and stuff, there's just, I, I just don't think this is going away anytime soon until there's like some sort of like federal crackdown. And right, I right, just, right. You, know, point. you know, until the Fed, you know, in, until the, you know, in the, in the, to, to do a billions reference, you know, until the guys in the, in the, in the windbreakers show up, you know, it's just going <laughs> to keep going on and on and on and people hope springs eternal. And, I just, you know, and, and that's the great thing. And, and hopefully what we can accomplish with this podcast is, you know, letting you recognize that, you know, don't overstay yeah. in CEI. And, and that was one of the points I, I, I touched on earlier. And I want to make again, I mean, listen, you can blame the hit piece and you, and it, or, you know, again, if, if you got bagged, okay. But the mm -hmm. big, big thing I want to point out, and I'm sure Kyle will say this, I mean, it was red three days before that. I mean, every, three days in a row, it's red every day, okay? Right, right. So you got to recognize, and if you got stuck, okay, if you're new, that's cool. Hey, we were all new. Kyle was new. I was new, okay? But that might be your number one takeaway is, is understand and hopefully learn from this podcast to recognize what's happening here. And when you got two, three days of red, that, that's two signs. Either dump your long or start looking to get short because the end's coming. So <laughs> Right, right. So a um, little bit, uh, you know, before, I, I want to finish up on, on the crypto stuff. That was, that was our yeah, agenda totally. item. But, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the charity stuff you've been doing. I, I think you've been inspired by our friend Tim Sykes. And, uh, you know, so, so what have you been doing there? And, and update us a little bit and maybe, you know, drop some links or et cetera. So. Yeah, totally. So I, yeah, I totally have been inspired by Tim um, in a way that I realized Making money is great in trading, and I want to make more of it. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it it, it 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 came to a point to me where it was like, well, what do I do with it? Yeah. Right. And I think you 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 hear people say all the time, like, money doesn't make you happy, and I, I agree with that. But I think it it can, it can add to your life if you know how to use it and do something with it. 
Um, it's a tool. And if you don't do it, don't use that tool. It's like, what are you, what are you doing all this for? And so I kind of, um, through the, this year, as I really kind of hit my stride, I decided to, to make a few donations. So the first donation was to my best friend who runs a nonprofit, um, for single parent homes, single family yeah. homes, Love it. Love um, it. called singlehope.org okay. or singlehope.com. Um, for his birthday, donated $5,000. Um, super awesome moment. Like it was one of the biggest donations he's had. He can like now start giving with way more families. Um, cause it's just him running essentially. So that was really, really cool. Um, second one was for my mom's birthday. She's an animal lover, loves animals, um, loves just, you know, if she could, if she knew how to take care of every animal in the world, she would, she would do it. Um, and so Sounds we, like my we, wife, we've, we've yeah. got, she takes care of, we've, we've got six cats that she feeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my grandma, my grandma had a lot of cats. Too. Um, but yeah, so, so I said, you know, pick a, pick an animal sanctuary, pick any, pick any charity really you want. I, and I had a feeling it was going to be animals. Um, and it was, um, Libby Lou's safe haven. Um, they take care of some donkeys, but mainly cows who are either deserted or can't be taken care of anymore. Um, we went there and we donated $10,000 for them, um, which covers like, I think a third or even more of their like yearly, um, costs to take care of those animals. So that was yep. really cool. Um, and then recently it wasn't really a charity, but um, my grandparents who I haven't seen in a couple of years, but haven't, they haven't come out and seen me in, in, um, in Southern California here in like almost eight years. Okay. Um, we went to Florida where they were at, um, and picked them up in a private jet and Beautiful. then took them back. So no charity work there, but just my, my grandfather couldn't have been happier. He's like, this is the, nothing will top this gift. Um, and it was, it was really, uh, an emotional and, and cool moment for, for my family and I, so, you know, and, 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 and I mean, again, we've, like I said, you know, we, we, because of, you know, COVID and everything, you know, we, we don't have much time to, to bump into each other, but I, I think, I mean, I think, you know, we know each other a little bit, you know, and to me, you know, family's number one and, and, yeah. and man, that, that's awesome. And, and it's especially eight years, man. And, yeah. uh, wow. you know, and, and, and it goes back to like something that I talk about a lot on the podcast and webinars. It's like, you know, again, like you mentioned, I mean, money's cool and everything, but it's like, what's the point if you can't do something awesome like that, or you can't, mm -hmm. you know, the, the smile your mom gets when you, when you do that charity or you help out a buddy and you're, and that's what's, what I love is you're helping out a buddy well, helping out a friend, you know, and helping out him help his goal, you know? So yeah, it's like, it's totally. like a win-win and, you know, and, and that, uh, you know, like with, with me trading, I've said that a million times. I mean, it's cool and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just red, red and green numbers on a screen. And that's one of the reasons I've got side businesses and, and I've got all these hobbies and stuff, because, you know, it's like, it's, you've missed something actually making something happen. And, and, yeah, and yep. that is the drawback of trading is, you know, at the end of the day, you're not, you're not really creating anything, especially day trading. I mean, it's like, right. you're not, you're not helping the company, you know, and, and you know, and you're, and, and you're not helping anybody else. You're basically just helping yourself, hopefully, or right. helping your broker too, you know, Hey, brokers love it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's the cool thing is that, and, and I, I really respect that man, that, uh, that again, helping friends and family, cause that's what it's all about, man. And, and yeah, I know yeah, it totally. sounds corny, but it really is, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, and once you get older, like me, you know, when, when you're like, when you got one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel, you, you really appreciate that stuff, you know, so. Yep. Yep. So let's talk crypto. Let's do it. Is, 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 is Bitcoin going to a million today? Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not that bullish, but <laughs> you know, um, I think, I think it's, I personally think it's undervalued where we're at. Um, 
you know, we've had this recent spike because I love it, man. I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, it's always so refreshing to talk to a short biased trader who doesn't hate everything. Yeah. 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 Cause like, cause I, like uh, every, you know, you go on Twitter and something, every short biased trader is like, bit crypto is a scam. NFTs are a scam. The S and P 500 is a scam. <laughs> it's like, would you lighten up? Okay. Yeah. There's a you, big difference. Mean- between short and shitty penny stocks and hating the entire world, okay? Yeah, you can yeah. be positive about a few things. Yeah, proceed. There's a there's a few big traders that I follow that aren't even trading penny stocks, and they're like, bull, they're super bearish crypto, and I just like I, I get it, but it just I don't know if you can just research enough. I, I just I I haven't anyone who's like really come in with an open mind and is given the research and is given like what Bitcoin means and what Bitcoin is and has been like. Yeah, I don't think it works out. Like I just, anyone who I think has really been in it is like, yeah, there's absolutely an opportunity here. Um, and I think like like recently the Fed just, or not the Fed, the, I guess the Fed and the SEC said like, we have no intentions of banning Bitcoin. And, and, and for me being kind of doing a lot of research, I kind of, I already thought the genie was out of the bottle. Like I didn't think that was really an issue, but for the general public and for everyone else, they're like, oh crap, like this is real. They're not, Bitcoin's not going anywhere. So, I mean, we just had this huge surge from 40K to 55 hopefully we consolidate around here. But, you know, if anyone who knows technical analysis or looks at a chart without even knowing the fundamentals, I mean, kind of seeing Bitcoin's chart from April, May to dipping, then holding the now higher highs. And now we're back making our higher lows and now higher highs. It's like, we look really good for, for more upside um, just from a technical standpoint, but there's, I mean, there's hundreds of other fundamental reasons why Bitcoin is, is in a good position to, to go higher and, and do well. So, um, you know, again, we're always trying to, you know, the, the goal of the podcast is to help people out there. So, you know, obviously we don't give financial advice, but mm-hmm. what is like, you know, you know, okay. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm a believer. I listened to Tim scream like an idiot a minute ago. Um, you know, how, 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 how would you recommend someone get quote unquote exposed to crypto? Maybe this is the first time they actually kind of believed in it. What, what, what's an approach? How do I get started? Et cetera. So, so the best way I could say is just how I got started um, back in the 2017 run when Bitcoin went to 20,000, you know, that grabbed my attention. I was like, what is on earth is going on? You know, what is this whole new asset class? Uh, and I came across a research kind of service called Palm Beach Confidential ran by Tika Tawari. Uh, I'm still part of that service today. He's really laid the foundation for how I understand the markets, how things works. Um, and I kind of took that information and went upon myself and started researching more. Uh, and then recently me and Matt came out, me and Matt Monaco came out with, you know, he had the 30 day bootcamp with Tim Sykes and that went super well. We decided to kind of recreate that in a bit way with crypto. And we have a 14 day bootcamp um, yep. that, that came out, I believe four or five months ago. Um, so if that's a, you know, the Palm Beach research, research group that I'm part of uh, or Palm Beach confidential, it's called is a little more expensive, but you get a massive, massive in-depth information. If you want something lighter, something a little more cheaper, something that will still give you the basics and understanding the market. Um, at a ground floor, you know, I think the boot camp that me and Matt did is a really great beginner intro information. And if you don't want to do either, you can just start Googling your life away. You know, right. that's certainly, I've just certainly done that. Um, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of good websites, um, you know, coin market cap. I mean, you can really Google any crypto and type in white paper. And if they have a white paper, you can just start reading what the crypto does, what its use case is, why was it created? I mean, it's, it's all on there. You just got to go dig for it.
Yeah. And, you know, and, and like, like something that I've even talked about on a lot of the webinars and stuff I've done. I mean, like, listen, even if you're like lazy, I mean, like if you're the laziest, laziest person, I've said this going back to last fall when the big breakout came, I'm like, listen, you need to be exposed to, 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 to Bitcoin particularly. And mm. I think that, you know, figure out your budget. Okay. Listen, we're, we've got listeners all across the spectrum, age, incomes, savings, et cetera. Figure out what a manageable information or, or manageable position sizes and think of it like, you know, I think of it like an index fund when I was 19 years old. And, you know, listen, I don't care if it's 50 bucks a month. Okay. Start getting exposed because that does two things. Number one, it gets you more engaged. Okay. I mean, there is something to be said. I'm a big fan of, of Nassim Taleb. Um, everybody talks about Black Swan. I actually think Skin in the Game was his better book. But the more you get a little bit of skin in the game, you get involved in that market, it gets you engaged, it gets you studying more. And, and again, I mean, I just think, you know, I joked about the Bitcoin to a million. I mean, not, not today, the joke, but I just think it's just, I mean, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. This isn't going back. And there's going to be ups and downs through the way. But if you're adding 50 bucks, you're adding dips, et cetera, you get exposed, you get engaged, you get some skin in the game. And it's the best way to learn anything. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. care what you're trying to do. I mean, you want to learn. I mean, as corny as it is, if you want to open a restaurant someday, go to work at a restaurant. Okay. Start doing dishes, start get in the market and get exposed. And yeah. uh, I haven't checked out Kyle or Matt's boot camp yet. I had too much going on, but I've heard great things. That's why I wanted to bring it up. And I just think, you know, you look back, you know, going back to last fall broke 20,000. And it was like, you know, I got a video back then. I was like, I'm like 2021 is it. You know, I think in 2017, things got too heated. It got ahead of itself. I've told this story. I remember the day Bitcoin topped, I was, I had a, I was in New York City uh, for, a, for a conference. And I mean, I get I, the, the Uber to the airport talking Bitcoin. I'm at the <laughs> air, at, I mean, I get to the airport in Grand Rapids, Michigan, little airport, little airport, people talking Bitcoin. I'm on the plane. <laughs> Everybody's talking Bitcoin. I get off the plane. People are talking about, you know, Ether and, and Tether. And I'm like, and on the Uber to the whole, I'm like, something's going on. And that was literally the day Bitcoin popped, okay? <laughs> so I think we got a little heated back then, took a few years to shake out, but, but now I think the cat's out of the bag and, and mm -hmm. you're just gonna be a steady uptrend from here. Obviously, shakeouts along the way, but I'm so bullish. Right, right. Um, I was similar to what you said, like just getting engaged. I couldn't agree with more because I was the same way. I mean, back in 2017, um, I, I bought Bitcoin a couple hundred bucks, like right before we went to 20K. I mean, we, we were at like, we went from 4K to 6K. I bought it out 5K. And then, I mean, within two months, we were at 20. Um, and of course, I only had a few hundred bucks. And, I, and, I, and back then, I didn't even know what a parabolic was, right? <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, oh, 20K, awesome. You know, luckily 6K was a, a fairly decent entry. Um, but I, I never sold and I just kept holding on to it because I knew I, I wanted to be long-term regardless. Um, it wasn't really a trade. And I just, right, I just started like learning and I started, because I was, I wasn't, I was kind of invested. Like now I'm like, yeah. you know, I want to know what this means. And, and again, like you said, it's funny, you said dish, like being a dishwasher. I was, I wasn't a dishwasher, but I worked for a restaurant. Um, I was a server and I literally took my tip money and just every two weeks, every month, like just put more and more into crypto, more and more Beautiful. in Bitcoin. More, That's funny. You know, I didn't know. I did not know that story. That yeah. was that was like that that that's proof. 
Maybe, maybe Kyle and I need to do ayahuasca and tap into the global <laughs> consciousness because I swear to God, I did not know that story. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I still I made would... a dishwasher analogy. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just something I would do. And so like, it wasn't like I just became this guy who was up a few hundred percents on like so many cryptos that I own, but it's like, I just, I just slowly got more and more invested, learned more and more and more. And over those four years, like, again, like you said, it took a long time for it to kind of consolidate and, and, and mature and shake everybody out. And over those, that gave you plenty of time if you were invested or even wanted to learn to really get the knowledge and be in it. And it's still not too late. Like, you know, the best time to start is today. Yep. Um, the last thing you want to regret is not doing it today because you think Bitcoin's too high or Bitcoin's this or Bitcoin's that. And in, in a year or two from now, it's over 100K or it's being used to buy, you know, anything you want or at any store you want. Like it's, it's growing, it's maturing and to not at least take a chance at looking at what it might do or what it could do, I think is the biggest mistake. At least be open-minded to it, you know? Now, now, last question. Again, I am, you know, Kyle and I are on different ends of the spectrum. I'm at least eight times older than him. I'm pushing 75 at this point. But so I'm, I'm very risk averse. So, um, you know, again, it's just different stages of life. So what I tell people, you know, and, and this is probably too cautious. I tell people, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, that's kind of it. Now I know, especially people with smaller accounts, people with a couple hundred bucks, a couple hundred thousand bucks, they want to look at the altcoins, the you know the shit coins, etc. Um, what's what's your opinion? Again, you're younger, you got a different risk profile, you know, yeah. when it comes to some of these shit coins. You know, so right, so there there's there are coins that are altcoins, which are you know alternative coins that are not Bitcoin, that are not Ethereum. They do maybe more smaller services or are they trying to solve a problem that's maybe smaller than the big boys of ethereum and bitcoin um there are some ones that are legit like there are some ones that truly do provide a service or trying to solve a problem um but there's also thousands of cryptos and to say all thousand of them will succeed um i can't i can't be on board with that um you know maybe it'll turn into like uh, maybe a smaller stock market where there's just always going to be shittier coins that are trying to make it. Um, I can see that, but the reality is a lot of these coins just really don't add any value um, or there's, or they try to add value, but there's going to be comp competitors that just outwin them. Um, so I think if you're, if you're trading them by all means, you can trade them. There's going to be a lot of volatility, a lot of opportunity there, but I, you know, how it usually goes with even small cap stock. I mean, CEI is for example, too many people become believers. Right. right? Um, and so I would just, really make sure you know what you're looking into um, and really be objective about it. Like what problem does this coin solve, right? What does it do that no other coin does? Um, and even if, even if you don't know, even if you're not certain, just from a risk management standpoint, how much of my net worth, how much of my trading account, how much am I willing to lose on this coin? And if it's over that, if you're emotionally too invested, like you need to make some changes. Um, that's the best way I can think about protecting yourself um, and just, staying alive in trading and investing. So, well, um, thank you, Kyle. I am. So all the listeners out there, this is a little, it is a little rushed. I wanted to get all our agenda items. I do have a good excuse. I'm giving blood. My daughter's doing a, uh, she's the student council president and she organized a blood drive at school and I got to be there in 45 minutes, but uh, I think we hit all the topics went a little fast, but thank you, Kyle. Again, it's, it's awesome to catch up again. I haven't yeah. you know, like person to person, Again, two years ago, I think at the conference uh, was the last yep, time I yeah. saw you, you know, in person. And here around this time, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so we'll definitely have Kyle back. Thanks, Kyle. And no everyone out there, and I know I say this pretty much every episode, 
but we're going to go with this new agenda for quite some time. Again, we got, uh, we got uh, Bryce was last week. We got Jack coming up. We got Matt, you know, we're going to work through the whole stable of, of all. And, and what we want to get to is, you know, I know I'm uh, you know, Tim is known for going off on rants and tangents and, and, and monologues for 20 minutes. What we're trying to do is bring you a lot more opinions and ideas from, from a lot of these uh, traders that are crushing it out there. So definitely drop us that comment, head over to steadytrade.com. We'll link over to those charities that, Jack, uh, that, that Kyle mentioned, as well as to his, his social media. So you can follow along and uh, have a good day, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks. And, Thanks for having uh, me on. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. So. Awesome. See you. You've reached the end of another episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Want to watch the video version? Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stocks to Trade, so you never miss an episode. Until next time.